You know, one of the oldest parts of the New Testament comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, the saying was likely being memorized and repeated within a few years of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Okay, so this is early, 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 early. This is what it says. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. Okay, that's, that's how you say something that's actually not something that's original to you, but something that's been going around. So this was a saying. Okay, they didn't have cell phones, so they had to memorize things. I delivered to you that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, that's Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time. Why is this such an early saying of the church? Why was it so important? Because it was based on evidence. Christianity is an evidence-based religion. Okay? Our entire thing rises and falls on a historical fact, whether Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It is not based on feelings. Do I have feelings about it? Oh, more than you can imagine. But that's not what it's based on. That's not what our faith is based on. Evidence of things not seen. I didn't see Jesus rise from the dead. By the very nature of history, only a certain amount could. could. Hundreds did. You could go ask them. That was the point of this. Why was it going around? Because when you say, hey, here's the deal. Jesus died according to the scriptures, rose according to the scriptures, right? The gospel is true. And if you're wondering whether that's true, let me give you a list of people by name and then this big group who you can go ask. Cross-examine them. Did you see Jesus alive after he died? Did you see him die? Did you see him alive? Now, how do you know you saw him? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Evidence. So Christianity is based on. It takes research to validate it. Back then, you could just go. and be like, did you really see that? Okay, you say you did. Did you really see it? Did you really see it? Now, we don't have that same ability now. But we have the testimony of those, and then we have their lives, and the fact that they died, unwilling to say that they hadn't seen it. We have a lot of stuff. I don't want to go into all that right now. I could go. We could go for a while on that. This was about God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rising from the dead. This was not something to be apathetic about. It's about eternal life or eternal separation from God in hell. These are real things. Important things. You're listening to Pastor David Robinson, and this is Contemplate. Brought to you by Axe Church in Vancouver, Washington. Today we're going to be encouraged to care enough to share our faith with those who might not care at all. And what an eternal difference that can make. Here's Pastor David with more. That's why the New Testament is written as it is. History. Written with evidence for those who are seeking truth to weigh that evidence and find Jesus Christ as he draws their heart, right? The evidence proves God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It proves that God raised his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. It proves all of that. It proves that the church has the Holy Spirit. Right now, today, we have the Holy Spirit. It proves that there is no life outside of life in Jesus Christ. None. Those who are not in Jesus Christ are spiritually dead. Here's something you need to understand. This is really important. The spiritually dead man 
understands nothing. If you don't understand that, you're going to bang your head against the wall quite a bit. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit drawing someone that enlivens them to have the ability to understand anything of spiritual importance. They don't understand. They don't know where you're coming from. The apathy is probably the worst. They don't care where you're coming from. Here's the problem of not waking up from apathyism, though. Those who are apathetic are living dead lives and will not experience real life in Jesus Christ. They won't. The most important thing there is for us, life in Jesus Christ, knowing God, being with him now and for eternity. It's the most important thing. Nothing else compares to that. Certainly not your video games, right? Why are you meh all the time? Because you don't know Jesus. Because if you knew Jesus, you wouldn't be meh. You might be uh sometimes because you go through difficult things sometimes, right? But it's an adventure. It's exciting. You're doing something. If you're meh, it's because there's nothing exciting in your life. Wake up. There's stuff to do. These people who won't come out of the meh, won't come out of the apathyist mindset, they won't have the peace of God, which surpasses our understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. They will not have all things work together for good for them because they do not love God. These are serious things. They won't receive forgiveness of their sins. They won't spend eternity with the saints who follow Christ in heaven. These are real consequences. These are all really serious consequences of being apathetic. And when we as Christ's church don't act like those things are real and don't act like those things are serious consequences, when we say we love God, but our own lives look a little like an apathyist, what do you think that says to them? We encourage the apathyist to stay lost. Listen to what's written in the book of Revelation of the church of the Laodiceans. This is important for us. This is Revelation 3, 14 through 22. By the way, if you need a Bible, they're in the back of those chairs. If you don't have one at home, take one home with you. It says this, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. My translation, meh. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I'm rich. I've become wealthy and have need of nothing. And do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich. And white garments that you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous. That's the opposite of apathetic. Be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Praise God. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Apathyists don't hear. Look, if we're going to be a lukewarm church, expect a lukewarm culture. The Holy Spirit is a restrainer. The Holy Spirit is working through the church to enliven the culture. We're there to be salt and light. We're giving it flavor. We're giving it truth. We get lukewarm. We get a little meh. Things have been tough. We've had a hard time. Yeah, I have too. 
I have. It's real. There are people truly grieving real things in this church right now. I get that. Let's grieve hard. Let's mourn with those who mourn. But let's rejoice with those who rejoice. And in any case, let's be serious about the one thing that really matters. That we have Jesus Christ and that no matter what happens to us on this earth, we don't fear the one who can destroy the body. The one who can destroy the body and soul in hell, we should. That's our Father who's not going to destroy us because he loves us. That's the big deal. We can't live in apathy, in meh, in show me another movie. We can't be that way. I'm concerned that apathy isn't just in the culture. I'm concerned that it's in the church because there are a lot of cares of this world, the seedfulness of riches that are taking a lot of our time, taking a lot of my time. I got to repent. It's just too easy to fill our days with things that don't matter, to get distracted when there are people who are going to hell on the line. And instead of shaking them out of apathy, we're just letting them go on with it. So how do we light the flame of passion in the bosom of the apathyist? How do we get that fire going? How do we wake up the world? Well, let me give you a couple ideas. Nothing gets people excited like being excited. Nothing sparks excitement like you being excited. It's, you know what? Let me just be honest with you. My life has been changed. Well, how has it been changed? Well, you want to hear about it? It's Jesus. It's real. It's real. This isn't a one and done thing. I've been like this. Some of you, we have been in Christ for years. You know, this is not some one and done. We're real excited for a minute and it goes away. Keep the flame going in you or you got nothing to light theirs with. Nothing gets people excited like being excited. Excitement is contagious. If you are apathetic and kind of meh, don't expect to get many people interested in what you have to say. Why would your meh be any better than their meh? Be excited to talk about Jesus Christ. Be excited to do it. What has he done for you? Anything? Has he done anything for you? Yes. Yes. Is that worth sharing? Yeah. If somebody had given me a million bucks, I'd probably be talking about it. Not to you, because you guys would all ask for money. (laughs) I would be talking about it. I'd be like, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe it. This guy walked up, handed me this briefcase, and it was a million dollars in it. And he just said, have it. It's yours. Pretty good story. It's not true. But it'd be a pretty good story. You'd probably tell it a lot. A million dollars? That's nothing. Nothing compared to what Jesus Christ has done for you. Maybe you want to say something about it. Maybe you want to share it with somebody. Apathyists need to be shaken out of their apathy. Excitement has a way of doing that. Number two, apathyists still care about morality because everybody does. They are as likely as anyone to chide you for not agreeing with, most likely, whatever the new social morality is as that kind of goes and does its thing. I hope you're all keeping up. Keep up, keep up. You got to know this. You can't say that. You got to do that. You got to keep up, right? But if you get sideways of that, they're going to say something. But here's the thing. It's a spark of passion. Take it and run. 
Okay, I, I can see why you're not doing that. Why do you think? So you're, what you're trying to do is love people. And that's why you're saying that. Now, we can talk about whether that's loving people or not, but why do you want to love people? So you don't have to get into the thing. You can get behind it. If someone will not give you the front door, and they meh you all the way when you go, hey, I want to talk about Jesus. Sometimes you can get in another door. Because Jesus affects everything. The mind of Christ has something to say about everything. So when they say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, I can't believe you threw that can in the garbage can. Which you shouldn't do that, okay? You know, people get really upset. In any case, when that happens, you go, why? Well, because I care about the earth. Why? Because I do too. You know why I care? Because my God made it. And I'm supposed to steward it. That's why I throw my can in the recycling. Because God made the world and has asked me from the very beginning of Genesis to steward the world. It's mine. Because I'm an heir of Christ. So I care about it. Why do you care about it? Um, a movie star said I should. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Find a door. If you see passion in an apatheist, you attack that with everything you've got. Search behind it. Because everyone was born, was born with a light that enlightens them. At some level, Christ is letting themselves be known. Now, there are some. They're not coming. But it's not because they don't know. Paul's very clear. They're without excuse. You do have common ground. You've got to find it. You've got to find it. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. With meekness and fear having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Who are you supposed to be ready to defend to? Everybody. Atheist, agnostic, apatheist. I don't care who it is. I don't care what their thing is. You, as a Christ follower, are supposed to be like Paul. Find an area of common ground and preach the gospel. Excitedly, in love. Not judging them because they don't think the way you do right now. You know what lost people act like? Lost people. Don't expect something different. You were lost too. You were a joke too. I can tell you for sure I was. An absolute disaster. Christ saved me through a number of things, including people who loved Jesus and were excited about him. And he's done the same for you one way or the other. Now you go and be a disciple and act like every disciple that's come before you for 2,000 years be excited about Jesus Christ and see people change their lives. Evangelism happens within relationship. Please understand that. If people don't know that you love them, they're not going to listen to you. And we do love them. We do love them. Nothing is more likely to get someone to listen to the gospel. All this stuff is secondary to showing people love. These are people made in the image and likeness of God who he says he loves. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. Because he loves the world. Who do you love? You love who he loves. Who is that? All of these people, if they understand that, they're more likely to listen to you. If you care about them first, they're more likely to listen to you. Don't just care about their salvation. Care about the fact that their dog is sick. Care about the fact that they're going through something. Care about the fact that they need something. Serve them. 
then maybe they want to listen. Jesus Christ is life. No one should be apathetic about Jesus. People need truth. You, as a Christ follower, have it. Please don't hide it. Show it. Remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. Every morning when you get up, and I do this, I have to do this too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta remember. You want to get excited, you want to stay excited, remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. That'll shake the apathy from you. Maybe then you can shake it from the apathists. Let's see many come to know Jesus Christ right here. Let's see many become followers and disciples of him. Let's see many get baptized. Let's see them learn all that he has commanded. All that stuff that's out on the wall there. Let's see it happen. I'm excited. I'm excited because I know what God can do. I know what he's promised to do. I know who I am. And I know what aroma, the spiritual one, is going up for me. I know what I'm diffusing, baby. And, it's, and who, is, who is up to that task? Nobody. But through the grace of God, I'm out there diffusing the knowledge of Jesus Christ as I walk around. I'm going to take that seriously. I'm asking you to do it too. Not just pastors are smelling. You smell too. I love you guys. I love the people who are not in here right now. Who are apathetic. Who are meh in their way through life. I particularly have a heart for those who are younger, who just didn't get the same opportunities to understand things. We need to love them. They will respond to love. People responded to Jesus' love. Some good and some bad, but let's at least get a reaction, huh? In Jesus Christ, there is life and love and forgiveness of sin. If you don't know him, you've been apathetic, today can be your day. Say something online to us. Hey, I want to know Jesus. We'll get in touch with you. Come and talk to one of the pastors or the elders. Go talk to Pastor Dave, Pastor Daniel, myself. Say, I want to know Jesus. We'll help you with that. Because there is life and love and forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ and salvation. There's so much more of an adventure to following Jesus. You think that video game is fun? Get in the real game. Get in the real game. It's fun. It's fun. It's adventurous. You're never going to find it living in apathy. So would you like to know more about Jesus like Pastor David talked about? He's real. His truth is real. And it can make all the difference for you forever. And all you need to do is ask. Right now, wherever you are or whatever you're doing, ask Jesus to forgive your sins be your Lord and Savior, and He will. And then let us know so we can help. Call us at 360-885-9000 or send us an email, info at axchurchnw.org. No tricks, no gimmicks, just Jesus. 360-885-9000. Thanks for being here, and I hope you'll check out our next episode with Pastor David Robinson. Here on Contemplate.